Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So, Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. I'm your host. My name is Dan, and joining me today on stage, as I'm the opening act for this rock star, his name is Aaron Moore. And Aaron is the founder and CEO of an agency called Orange Element, who does uh, a different approach to branding. So I'm really curious to know how this works out. Aaron, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks very much, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, absolutely. So it's time to take the stage and tell your story a little bit. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this agency world, first of all. How long have you been in it and where did you start? Yeah, gosh, great question. I started uh, Orange Element back in 2003, um, nearly by accident. I had been with some large agencies in, in New York City and um, and you know, through the fallout of um, a recession for anybody that was around back then, I started thinking about opportunities to partner with uh, new agencies or maybe hang up a shingle on my own. And back then, one of the things that um, that really was a, a core value of Orange Element was understanding how we might be able to use branding to uh, deliver solutions that make the world a better place. Seems kind of lofty um, as far as a vision goes. The other thing we recognized was the pace by which a lot of agencies were moving. And what happened with uh, a frustration in some of those agencies at the time was that good quality branding and creative was diluted by the time you got through the process. So when we started the agency, we said, what can we do from a process perspective to speed up the pace and deliver less diluted creative along the way? And that's how we built the agency. Um, at the time, we were a traditional design firm, really offering just design and brand builds. And we were doing it at such a clip that a lot of our clients that were usually hiring agencies of record were saying, well, why don't you guys take a shot at this? Why don't you do this? And that helped me grow it from literally slippers in my, you know, my row house in Baltimore to, uh, you know, a, a team of nearly 20 people. Yeah. Right on. Excellent. So I'm, I'm going to ask about that scaling thing first, but it's what I find two things I find interesting from that story is back in 2003, you were talking about uh, cause marketing almost, it sounds like you wanted to bring branding to make the world a better place. And we're so that's become like this thing now, you know, 18 years later, which is so interesting. And also you started in a row house and your slippers. Now here we are working from home, everybody, like yeah. you are a trailblazer, Aaron. That's awesome. Yeah. I suppose you could say that I started the trend before the trend needed to happen. <laughs> um, it was also, you know, branding back then was was not quite the buzzword that it is today. We weren't calling it uh, branding even when we were first doing some of these campaign builds. And it's just kind of interesting how much can go into that phrase and how many different ways we can take it today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it covers so much. And there's the the like air quotes immeasurable side of it, you know, the 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 feels of it or whatever. Right. But then there's also, there's data now that backs up how good branding 
can do for a company. So that's awesome. So yeah. Aaron, tell me a little bit about then. Uh, I mentioned scaling, right? So you went from yourself and slippers to, you know, 20 people uh, agency. That's a pretty good size, you know, boutique agency. It's a good agency. How yeah. do you scale over those years with, you know, clients, with employees? What does growth look like for uh, Orange Element? Yeah, you know, another great question. And growth for us has pivoted a little bit. And it was something that we started doing in 2018. We felt like there was an opportunity for small businesses and lower mid-market businesses who were looking for a, a new opportunity to engage with a smaller boutique agency like ours um, with more flexible contracts, still maintaining that pace. But now we have the ability to back a lot of our decision-making and validate that quick pace with, with data, right? So, so we started rolling out um, uh, branded solutions and service packages that are specifically focused at these smaller businesses and mid-tier, lower mid-tier market um, companies that want an alternative solution for uh, an agency of record. And so we started modeling this in 2018 and we've had tremendous success with it. And then, you know, this, 2020 chaos hits, and now everyone's looking for how do we keep our risk tolerance low? How do we reassess some of these relationships? How do we get things done quickly and build marketing programs? But we don't necessarily have to commit to long-term contracts. And it's been, um, it's just been something we've been able to run with. Um, and we're seeing, you know, we've got kind of a baseline revenue, and then we're seeing these packages really start to, to ramp up. Mm. So that, from a scalability perspective, that's really an opportunity that we're running with. Sure. So being uh, nimble and agile is important, but then also it sounds like kind of productizing the services you offer. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. And I think what's what's really nice about it is we're meeting, um, especially some of the smaller businesses, we're meeting meeting them on their terms and they can come into these programs at a, at a budget and a pace that makes sense for them, keeping their risk tolerance low um, and not necessarily having to scale up with in-house teams and long-term contracts. So we've really presented something to many companies that is very digestible for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And so as, as bad, you know, the pandemic is real. It is bad. It, people have suffered, but it's also afforded an opportunity, it sounds like, to pivot and grow and business evolves. So it's time for us to evolve as agencies then, huh? I think so. Yeah. We found that um, through these packages in, in particular, we can then bring on other agency partners in areas that we don't specialize. Um, and, and then we can offer even more through kind of building out a bench. And yeah. what I found to be most enjoyable about this and this this pivot, if you will, is it keeps our risk down as well. So we can we can essentially go in transparently with some of these prospects and come up with a solution that essentially allows everyone to win. Yeah, that's good when everyone wins. So Aaron, tell me a little bit about who it is that you work with. And you mentioned, you know, smaller companies, mid-market. So we're thinking of size of company and market size, this kind of thing. But how else do you describe those ideal clients that you work with as an agency? Yeah, um, so we've fallen into this sweet spot. It was it was not necessarily by accident, but it just so happened to be based on our size being smaller. We help a lot of large companies, and that pace is really what was a differentiator for us there. So these are companies like the USO, uh, Amnesty International, um, Bono's Global Nonprofit One. They typically do have um, some kind of agency of record. 
record. But what happens there is those agencies of record might be on specific um, you know, projects or campaigns where they need somebody to move quickly. They'll bring us in to fill that gap. And on the flip side, the smaller businesses, they might need more than a one or two person consultant. They need a, you know, a team of experts that can, that can ramp up these marketing programs through, through these terms. So we've kind of fallen into really being able to navigate through both, you know, both audiences uh, really quite nicely. Nice. So how often do you get to hang out with Bono then? Does that happen once a year? No, right. We're still, (laughs) we're still waiting for that introduction, but um, um, yeah, even some of the employees don't get to see him very often. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Isn't it interesting how, how the world, you know, gosh, Again, you know, agency rock stars, we're this rock star world. So as you said, Bono, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But of course, you're not going to say just, you know, have coffee with them, especially in this day and age. But anyway, um, so so let's let's talk. Let's stay on the on the focus of clients. Tell me a little bit about a favorite story that highlights a specific way that you've been able to serve those clients. Give, give me a win. Yeah, a win for us was uh, on the larger side, a national engineering firm that really didn't know what they needed. They came to us and they said, all we know is we're having a hard time with uh, attracting new employees, employee retention, and telling that story through the brand, you know, through their brand internally as well as how to promote that externally. And you know, through some of that process on the front end that we take them through, we were able to clearly define what their brand needed to be. And you know, there's a whole whole bunch that goes into that, but um, ultimately, what what's a win for us is when somebody comes to us and they, they don't know what the heck they need. They just realize that there's a problem and that through our process, we can define that clarity and and gain them confidence when they're ready to start their marketing programs. Um, So it's a lot of foundational work and and we've been very successful with that. Yeah. And how interesting, like your, your win you described is when I think of branding, I think of marketing revenue, building this awareness for more clients, but you went down the road of employee retention. What's the difference in branding between like revenue and, and growing your client base versus growing your, growing your team? Yeah, I think they're in, in many ways they're tied together. And in the way that we're looking at kind of a 360 degree holistic view of branding, if internally a company doesn't really understand how they want to gain confidence through their, their culture and through their staff, it becomes even that much harder to, to, to resonate an idea and a campaign that's, that's, that's triggering on all, all, all cylinders um, to an external market. And that's where you can start to tie the ROI directly back to the brand. Um, you get everyone kind of on the same page internally. And then those campaigns and the ideas that, that support those campaigns aren't just coming from us as the agency, but they're coming from our, our weekly meetings or our, our, our monthly brainstorm sessions. And before you know it, some of the best ideas are, are coming from the people that have to live and breathe it every day. And that's, that's kind of where we start to, to connect the dots. Um, and then of course you have the beauty now of being able to look at real time reporting through analytics and basically say, Hey, remember that idea that um, employee number five had last month, we took it to market, we tested it and it's outperforming some of the things that we came up with. So let's double down on that and let's do it again next month. Um, and that goes just beautifully and hand in hand with the pace um, that we're able to build these brands. Yeah. And you keep coming back to pace. Uh, timing in, in quick, but quality seems to be important for Orange Element, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, that's been something that it was, like I mentioned, it was a frustration for us in the early days, just with regard to by the time something got to market, uh, there was another idea that maybe somebody came up with. So pace has always been um, a high priority for us. It's been an advantage. Um, I just had this conversation the other day. What does branding and where is marketing going this year and over the next five? And you know, I truly, truly believe that pace is one of the bigger components to um, making sure that companies and businesses stay top of mind. Um, if you can't get something up quickly, um, you're not going to be part of the conversation. And that, you know, that's a that's an evolution of this idea of failing forward. People have gotten more comfortable with going to market with something that's not completely baked. Not every T is crossed, not every I is dotted, but let's get it out there and let's test it. And and that goes hand in hand with this pace idea. People are more comfortable of seeing something that might be 80% of the way there as opposed to 100%. Yeah. So done is better than perfect. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and when you were talking too about... Um, about, about your branding and telling your story to, to build employees and this kind of thing. Um, I started thinking about, you know, our, our audience, the agency owners out there so often an, an agency, especially like in marketing or revenue growth, they're not doing their own marketing, right? We are, are the cobbler's children go without shoes. The, the marketing yeah. agency doesn't have marketing. What would right. be a piece of advice to those agency owners who are thinking, okay, I need to do this. What would orange element tell them to do first when it comes to um, thinking about their brand? I would suggest that they identify their internal resources. And if they don't have uh, the ability and time to devote to making uh, that first leap, recognize that and then and then either find some support, whether you're hiring or whether you're bringing on a consultant um, or another agency to help you um, recognize that first, because really you can phase the build in. You don't have to as I mentioned, you don't have to necessarily go to market with everything completely in place, but mm-hmm. identify a couple of goals and start to phase that build in. And, and when you break it down and you build a roadmap, it really becomes completely manageable and you can get something done um, in a month and you can have something to market in a month if you, if you, if you build it kind of from a bare bone perspective. Yeah. So that self-awareness is really important and understanding that you need it. And then if you can even do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Good. Um, so Aaron, let's, let's talk a little bit about pain points. What are you seeing today for your clients? Uh, what pain points are they facing right now? I think the biggest pain point that I'm seeing is probably on the direct response side with regard to changing trends and how customers want to receive content and how quickly they need to be able to react to that content that they're receiving. Um, everyone's looking for a new angle, whether it be, you know, the, the customer journey is a big, a big favorite, uh, a favorite topic and looking at the research and the qualitative and the quantitative, how can we find a new way to put that content and put those campaigns in from front of someone and get the response that we need. And from a direct response perspective, um, even though you have lots and lots of data to back those decisions, I think that's the biggest pain point. What else can we invest in? What other channel might we overlay with our strategy to make sure that we're able to get um, new acquisitions coming in quickly? Yeah. And how important is it to understand all those channels we have in front of us and yet not be obsessed with all of them? 
you know, you've got TikTok, you've got Clubhouse now for marketers that are obsessed. You've got, you know, should I go TV? We got the Super Bowl coming up. Like to get distracted by all the different channels, is that as important as the actual strategy behind it? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just like we were talking about self awareness a few minutes ago. You need to really identify where you're going to find your customers and and choose choose one or two to get started and, you know, build certainly a strategy that can evolve, but don't, you know, you don't need to go into it targeting every single channel. In fact, that would be um, uh, probably a bad decision if you were to go too aggressively towards all of the channels, just because a new shiny object is available doesn't mean it should necessarily help inform your strategy. Yeah. I like find that. your customer and, and, and start there and then test, how the response is for, for that channel. Yeah. yeah. Dip your toe in occasionally, but don't go all in. Uh, so I've, I've got one big question coming up here, but I want to make sure that before I ask my final one, uh, everybody gets a chance to connect with Aaron Moore and with Orange Element. So Aaron, where do you send folks to make sure they can connect with you? Yeah, if you can go to our website, orange-element.com, um, you can connect with us there. There's a form you can fill out. Um, you can connect directly with me, Aaron, at orange-element.com. And I'd be happy to uh, happy to chat. Excellent, uh, and easily found on on the socials as well for you. So I look for Orange Element and Aaron Moore there. Well, so what's the biggest piece of advice that you have for agency owners uh, as they move forward in 2021? I would suggest that they identify their strengths, focus on those, and there are so many talented consultants, small agencies, and startup agencies out there that are hungry that you can find really good partners without taking a lot of risk to grow your businesses. And I mean, that's been um, something that has allowed us to stay at a comfortable size for many years and scale when we need to. um, And also ride out, um, you know, times like some agencies are seeing now. Um, So double down on your strengths, find the right partners if you want to grow and um, build in reciprocity with those partnerships so that, um, they can fill a gap for you and, and then maybe you can fill a gap for them and, and so on. Kind of an abundant mindset, work with others to fill in your strength. They're not all, they're not all just competition. It sounds like, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have areas specifically that we don't focus on and we've, we've built in secondary audiences because of that we can help them. And then they help us when we, when we go after some of these larger clients. Yeah. Great advice, Aaron. Man, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Go to orange-element.com and look up Aaron on LinkedIn and and that kind of thing. So Aaron, thanks for being a part of it, man. Dan, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.